0: Before we start, I did want to talk about this wild concept. Beats on the beach in the Corniche in Abu Dhabi. Like
1: oh, that was insane. Okay. Basically a free concert with all the big names. Exactly. You know?
0: So like for those of you who don't know, Beats on the Beach was, you know, basically a beach concert. It was over a weekend. It was pretty much a festival. Usually in November in Abu Dhabi. Um in the Corniche and It was in tandem with the F1 weekend. Around the weekend of the Grand Prix, there would be all these free shows that you can go to. That's the kicker. It was all free. And there were, like Jonathan said, there were really big acts that came there too. Like, I'm still baffled by the magnitude of acts that came to be perform there for free.
1: Exactly. And and we were all there when all this happened. Mm -hmm. I know Adam lived right next to that.
0: I was in it
2: for the free. I just heard free and I was
0: in. Mm-hmm. And I live like probably 10, 15 minutes from the Corniche. So if I wanted yeah. to, I could just go.
1: Yeah. And I could just
0: like go to those shows. I mean, after I left or at least before I left too, what were like the big names?
1: The biggest names I know were yeah. Jason Derulo, Um Rita Ora. They both performed in the same year together yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Together,
0: yeah. yeah Which year? I remember that
1: 2014 that was amazing oh you're telling
0: me I missed that
1: and all that for free imagine that was I'm, such you're telling me I game.
0: missed that yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, months, so just, just a few months just a few weeks after you a left few weeks, a few weeks yeah
0: it was back. a month after I left that's upsetting the only big name like I knew of or at least the show that I went to was Akon I don't know when what year that was probably like 2012 or 2011 or something. Yeah. But that was huge.
1: And that was huge. That was insane.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's glad to see that they've been getting bigger, at least since I left.
1: Yeah, there was. There was uh, Travis Scott, uh, oh Sean yeah, Oh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And J. Cole as well.
2: Holy shit. Yeah, Jonathan kind of just knew everyone. I was a spare for the free concerts. I had
1: yeah, you didn't know anyone, though. Yeah.
0: You probably yeah, didn't know but... half of those artists.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. See,
0: everybody
2: was there. I was just there for the experience.
0: Yeah, but it's the you music. You're supposed to be people. there for the music. Yeah. <laughs> it was free. That, that's why yeah. I went. It's a free well,
1: concert with all the big names. I mean, where would yeah, you get that?
0: Exactly. You're not going to pay for like $100 tickets
1: to see Travis
0: Scott when you could have seen him. Or free.
1: Or free, yeah.
0: (laughs) At Beats on the Beach. Right now. Still wild. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Soundtracks of Our Lives. We are back. This is season two, and I am so excited for what we have today because these three people – yes, it's three today – these people I've known for all my life, and they're my closest friends. They were there when I grew up. Unfortunately, I could leave them, but... You know, we're back here, we're talking, we're reminiscing about the past, and it's going to be a fun time. So today, I have Jonathan Thomas.
1: Hey, everyone. I have
0: Jason Atalver. Hello. And I have Adam Baradawala. What up? Yeah, we're going international with this episode. So basically, I know these guys from when I grew up. We were pretty much the core four when we were growing up together, and then it became the core three when I left. But like I said, I know you guys, again, closest friends. I love you dearly, but our listeners don't know you, or at least most of our listeners don't know you. So I'm gonna give you the chance
1: to introduce yourself to our listeners. Whoever wants to go first, just go. So hi everyone, I'm Jonathan. I'm from Abu Dhabi. I studied with Rylan for so many years now uh, in Abu Dhabi. We've had such a good childhood, Uh, but right now I'm in Poland and in med school.
3: Yeah, he's saving lives.
1: I'm saving lives, yeah. (laughs) Learning how to save lives, yeah, almost Mm -hmm. there. Still have a lot to go through.
3: All right,
0: Jason,
1: shoot.
3: Hi everyone, I'm Jason. Um, I've lived in Abu Dhabi for most of my life. Uh, That's where I met these guys. And I'm in Canada right now studying engineering, so yay me.
0: All right, Adam.
2: Hi, my name's Adam. I uh, grew up along with these dudes, met them all in UAE in our lovely little high school. I'm currently in India studying journalism. Well, just aspiring to be a journalist, I guess. So that's me.
0: Yeah. So, you know, like Adam alluded to, um, yeah, we met in Abu Dhabi. Well, we met in high school or in school. I think it was fifth grade when Jonathan, Adam, and I met
1: yeah because i came to cambridge during that time yeah i, I was there school. forever yeah and i met adam first i remember
0: yeah you two were the new kids and you yeah, know i think yeah. you gravitated towards each other yeah. and then i found you or you found me or whatever the hell it was Yeah, i don't
1: remember but yeah we found each other i guess I don't,
0: yeah i don't remember the origins <laughs> but i remember everything else from that yeah
1: point. yeah
0: and then Jason. It's like
2: a comic book origin
0: story for all of us. Oh, absolutely. And then Jason joined us.
3: I joined in the eighth grade.
0: Eighth, right? Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. You
3: got them three years ahead of me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but from fifth grade, the three of us, Jonathan, Adam, and I, were inseparable. And then Jason comes in, like wiggles his way into the groove. And now we're this, like, four strong. The four of us were inseparable. Then we were separated when I
1: left, but
0: we won't talk about that. <laughs>
1: yeah we're not gonna talk about that it's It's some
0: Romeo and Juliet stuff right there my dudes yeah but we're not dead (laughs) anyway so yeah that's pretty much our story I mean I grew up with these guys and yeah they mean the world to me so let's dive right into it as you three know by you know telling you countless times this is the soundtracks of our lives we're gonna talk about basically our lives or your lives in the musical sense you know so to start us off, we're going to go set the scene. So we're going to go back in time because I'm going to be reminiscing about this stuff too with you guys. But let's go back in time to your earliest memories of music. What was the scene like? What was your taste like? You know, what were you listening to? What or who influenced you with those choices in music? Who wants to go first?
2: I'll, I'll take the stand here. Okay, cool. So for me, I... My dad pretty much influenced my main sense of music in the way that he uh, always used to listen to oldies in that sense. He uh, always used to love red hot chili peppers. He got me into Sting. He got me into a little bit of everything. 80s, 90s and 70s music, he got me into a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I was pretty much like a sort of experimentation project, just get into it. It, w- it was fun and I grew up with that stuff, but I cannot tell you the amount of times i would listened to Hotel California on repeat.
0: Hey, that's a great song.
2: It's a great song, but like it's always weird to listen, to listen to it like on repeat because it blends in so well with it like in the beginning oh, and end. You just
0: absolutely. Don't. Yeah. You mentioned Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was going to say they aren't that old. I mean, they did come out in like 89 or whatever, but I was like, they're not that old.
2: I said 80s and 90s.
0: I know. I know. I got you. Very good. Did want to ask, were there any like places or other people that kind of influenced those tastes?
2: So back in Saudi Arabia, I have Duds, born in Saudi Arabia to all the listeners. For me, there was a bunch of music inspiration, but not enough for me to properly recognize or get what was going on. But when I came mm-hmm. to Abu Dhabi, it was kind of like a worldwide open kind of view thing. This stuff was really cool when I came here because I remember, that I got influenced into liking a lot of bands. Rylan got me into Foo Fighters, actually. Another person got me into um, Gym Class Heroes. Oh, I love Gym uh... Class Heroes. Jonathan will tell you how much I love Gym Class
0: Heroes. So good. I definitely get that because the difference in the culture between Saudi Arabia and like Abu Dhabi is so interesting because the UAE adopted like just absorbed a lot of Western culture, um, oh, yeah. really quickly, yeah. especially when we were growing up. So, everything that was on the radio in the U.S. was everything that was on the radio in Abu Dhabi. Oh yeah, almost yeah. simultaneously, and we would listen to all that stuff. That's what we grew up on.
2: Oh yeah, I remember the culture shock for me. It was uh, massive. Mm-hmm.
0: Jonathan, what about you? Yeah, take us back.
1: Yeah, for me, like how Adam said, his dad influenced him. I would say my dad influenced me as well, but mm. my mom as well, my dad and my mom. My mom was a huge fan of the Bee Gees. She loved them.
0: Love it. Uh, I love yeah.
1: that. <laughs> it, I loved them But I had this uncle, he introduced me to the Eagles. And when my dad heard about that, then he was like, you should learn the solo for California. But actually what made me start guitar was, my dad was the one who knew how to play guitar a long time ago, but he forgot a bit. So then he was the one who showed me these songs, you know, like. Uh, rock music it was mostly uh, the Eagles uh, then there was Europe the classic um, rock stuff right yeah the classics all of them mm-hmm. uh, even even Lionel Richie uh, him and my mom they loved Lionel Richie and yeah that's those are some of the types of music that got me started and plus uh, the song Hello by Lionel Richie that's the first ever solo that I learned on the guitar <laughs> as well
0: so for so, those of you who don't know, Jonathan plays guitar as well. Him and I got started about the same time.
1: About the same time. Yeah. Exactly. Also, another thing that we used to like was, um, yeah, so me and Ryan got really close that time. And I would say Ryan also was an influence for me. But also our taste of music was completely different from what we like today. That time, we liked so many different types of music. I still remember our favorite artist that time was Adam Lambert his songs, his albums. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, we used to share, you know, songs with each other from Adam Lambert be like, "Oh, did you listen to this song? And I'm like, oh, I'll I'll listen to it when I go back, you know, (laughs) and stuff like that. It was just Adam Lambert. And then we used to listen to uh, Skrillex, actually. We used to listen to Skrillex as well that time. Oh
0: my God. Yeah, you're right. I completely forgot
1: about that because I would
0: never, I mean, like right now, I do not listen to that stuff anymore at all. Like I do not listen to Anything like EDM or techno, whatever. Yeah, but exactly. But that it's
1: time, kind of weird. Back then, yeah. I was into it. Yeah, I vaguely
2: remember you guys always going on about Skrillex. It was wild. Actually, mm-hmm.
1: I I remember that because Adam didn't really like techno and EDM and uh, stuff like that. We would yeah, and his ear off about it. Exactly, and then we were like, how can you not like Skrillex stuff like that? You know yeah i would say oh plus uh my dad also was the one who got me interested in dire straits he really loved oh. dire straits as well like they were like a major influence for me dire straits mm-hmm. They're still well.
0: a major influence for
1: me yeah exactly They're so good yes yeah.
0: whoever's listening check out dire straits i mean if you haven't already because yeah
1: you should yeah. they are
0: yeah. wonderful
1: yeah Top they notch. Are. so yeah those were my uh music tastes I love it nostalgic just talking about it
0: oh it takes you back doesn't it
1: yeah all right Jason
0: we met you later on before everything with Jonathan and I talked about with the Adam Lambert and the Lights and stuff we yeah. met you after all of that so I'm interested to hear because I know we bonded over music as well but like we didn't talk about what your taste was like in the past like way in the past I'm interested to hear what it was like growing up with different kinds of music or what kind of music you listened to growing up.
3: Right. So up until I was about six years old, I was still living in India. My parents were like really into everything from the 70s all the way to the nineties, And it, it was things like um, Lionel Richie, like Jonathan mentioned, Dire Straits as well. Yeah. Gypsy Kings, which I didn't really know until a couple of Gypsy Kings. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, who else? There was a big reggae thing going on with my dad. He was really into reggae at the time. So, Bob Marley. So like
0: the be- Whalers and stuff.
3: Yeah. Oh, would every road trip, we'd have Bob Marley and the Wailers on over there.
0: I mean, it's chill music, though. It's it actually is- perfect cruising road trip music. It would put me oh. to sleep. And well, that's because you seemed- were like mm-hmm. six years old. You needed some yeah. excitement in the music. Exactly. So.
3: Yeah. I got the excitement when I moved to UAE mm-hmm. because I found out that a radio channel called Virgin version radio existed and all of a sudden I'm hearing rap and like modern pop and everything. Right. Like that really brought me into the 21st century because up until then I was listening to music from the past three or four decades. There was nothing about it. The Jackson five and like that era.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It was so weird then when you started listening to, I mean, it was such a big shift exactly eras. it was a
3: monumental thing because i go from listening to things like old ballads to m&m and jay-z <laughs> but it was a nice transition
0: mm-hmm. the 2000s that's yeah. just it's there's so much to unpack there in itself oh,
3: yeah. watching american idol when it first came out i used to follow that religiously with my cousins like first season kelly Clarkson was there yeah um, carry on with all of them basically
0: Oh, I remember that. I watched Adam all the way up to, you know, the season like nine to eleven two, and like Adam Lambert came in second, like Philip exactly. Phillips won, and all that kind of stuff.
3: Oh yeah, I fell off a cliff after that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And
0: then they stopped it and then restarted it now, and I haven't watched a single episode.
3: But yeah, I mean, it went from that to eventually things like EDM when I was in my early teens, late teens. After all the time I met you guys, so. Yeah everything up until then was kind of like I was on my own journey. And then you guys came into the picture and it was like,
0: And then we just bombarded you with a bunch of stuff.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. So everyone had an EDM face but
0: me.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's not a bad thing, though. Yeah, I kind of wish I didn't have my EDM face.
1: Yeah, now when you think of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough, but it gives
2: something to relate to. Like, ah, yes, I went through the crazy stuff too, I guess
0: oh absolutely 100 percent when we met each other at least like when all four of us got together it was so fun because you know we would talk about music all the time like i said jonathan Mm. and i got into guitar around the same time and we would play so many different things yeah like i remember we would play stuff like you know stuff from the foo fighters yeah yeah. we would end up playing like rush songs and like metal songs like you know, we would always go to each other's houses and stuff and just like jam. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Or we would like practice or do something. And, and like, then, and then if, we, if we are not in each other's house, we would call each other and be like, oh, what did you learn? What did, Oh, I learned this and I learned that. And we're like, damn, okay, I'll learn this today. And, you know, that just made us better and better every day, you know? Oh, absolutely. Because we and were pushing each other, weren't we? Exactly. Exactly. We were. Yeah,
2: And for, and for all the listeners over there, how, uh, how Jason and I were doing, we were like the free audience. We got free music out of this. That was our deal.
0: Yeah, that's, oh my God, that's yeah. true. Yeah, this was your personal beach on the beach, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, whenever we weren't at each other's houses, we would either talk to each other about stuff we learned or stuff yeah. we were going to try to teach ourselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or teach each other. Yeah. Or
0: we would stay after school. Like yeah, we would, uh, like, I remember uh, we, we would bring that. our amps in that
1: day yeah, and we'd have like the classroom to ourselves. Exactly. And plus and we were like, and plus not many people were allowed to do that, but then yeah. like, but then like the head boys and the head girls and stuff, like when they saw us, like mm-hmm. we jamming and they're like, Oh, it's fine. You can keep on jamming. Yeah. <laughs> like in the class. I love that. We weren't al- <laughs> like, it was, per- I mean, it was kind of forbidden,
0: but like we weren't allowed yeah. to do it, but we did it anyway. And yeah. I think. People liked what we were playing because they didn't yeah, exactly. say anything. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It
0: was like so you much got a fun. Mhm. It was so much fun. I remember we'd close the door. We would like, and all the desks were in the classroom and stuff. We would like prop yeah. our amps up, like on opposite sides of the room, and just you know start wailing. I, like was I mean, we were just eighth grade. Yeah, eighth and ninth grade probably. Yeah, I think that's about this oh, time. Yeah. I do. Rem- Cause I a, remember. Because that's that's about the Jonathan. time when we started.
2: I just remember Jonathan
0: lugging around like a giant amp. And I'm like, 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 uh, like yeah. for the first time when he brought it, I'm like, what's going on
1: here? I remember yeah, that. I first he bought, had a yeah, big ass amp bought, and then I had yeah. like a like,
0: mini amp, but it was powerful. Yeah, the mini,
1: yeah, yeah, you had like a nice tube amp, but I had the big Marshall amp. And yeah. I, I used to bring that as you well. You used
0: to lug that thing around. And I'd be like, <laughs> that's insane. But then you listen to my amp and oh, it would blow you away. Yeah. But it's like, it's a small, like 30 watt. Yeah, it would be so loud.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: In that classroom and stuff, we would play so much different stuff. I remember playing Iron Maiden for you one day and you're like, what the hell is that? (laughs) And then I told you, and then you listened to it and you were like, oh, that was another like mini revelation for you.
1: Yeah. And like, and I remember you taught me so many different songs, like uh, Black Sabbath, Iron Man, Um, The Pretender, you taught me that. I still remember you taught me The Pretender, (laughs) the intro by Foo Fighters. Uh, what is, oh, when I first started learning the guitar, the acoustic one, mm-hmm. I, won, I was trying to get used to the chords in the, And then you were like, and then you gave me the chords for Radioactive by Imagine Dragons.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. I totally yeah. forgot about that.
1: You gave me the chords for that. And then I, I don't even remember how to would... play
0: Radioactive anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, that
0: was a big phase of ours too. Back then. Yeah. yeah like yeah, we was. were surprisingly really into Imagine Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Looking back at it now, I'm like, why? But back then we were really into Imagine Dragons.
1: Yeah. Before I started playing the guitar, you started a bit earlier than me. And, and one day we wanted to record something together. Uh, and I still remember it was the song. Uh, it was the final countdown and I knew how to play the piano that time. And I had a keyboard in my house and you were like, okay, you play the intro, you know, of the final countdown on the keyboard, I'll play the guitar. We'll put it together but eventually that didn't happen i mean because i recorded my part and you recorded your part but
3: then we i don't put know it what together. Yeah. yeah we
1: didn't put it together yeah it was, so, so yeah basically nice. even before i started learning the guitar we would still influence each other you know
0: absolutely yeah yeah you're just taking me down memory lane right now half of this stuff i forgot about <laughs> and you know you guys are just bringing me back into it which is beautiful you know that imagine dragons thing like Thinking about it now, I completely blocked that phase out, (laughs) but I mean, (laughs) thinking about it now, it just, yeah, that was pretty much what brought a lot of us together too. Like between 2010 to 2014, all the songs that were coming Um, out then. I got along with you because of Imagine Dragons, didn't
2: I? Yeah,
1: you did. Yeah, Yeah, I I was. I was just about to say that. Adam did Mm -hmm. get along with us because of Imagine Dragons. I still remember that. Because I was
2: a big fan of them for quite a long time. And that's how I got to be friends with you and Jonathan.
1: Adam, you and me, we bonded in a completely different way. <laughs> yeah, not musically. <laughs> yeah, not musically. You know what I'm talking about.
0: He means my, He means like food, by the way. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. The music thing, you know. Again, between 2010 2014, probably early in that, like 2009 to
1: 2014,
0: that was huge. Yeah, like, I mean, I love that era of contemporary pop music yeah oh yeah i felt like that was the golden age for it
1: actually everything about those years were amazing mm-hmm. also because after every year ended remember pop anthology yes oh, yeah. oh, oh that yeah. was amazing oh I used yeah. to love those
3: i used to wait till the end of the year for that
1: right pop pop anthology walked so that youtube rewind could run
4: <laughs> <Why? Such> <laughs>
1: Yeah. So Wait, pop okay. anthology was like this whole mashup.
0: I mean, there was also like the top of the, remember the top of the pops too?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they were just huge mashups of all the stuff that came out in that year. Yeah. In that year. Yeah. And a lot of it was really good. Like the way they <laughs> produced it and stuff and mashed it up was really good.
1: Yeah. They were amazing.
0: No. And then for Jason and I, our main catalyst for, you know, fonding through music, um, well we took this trip the school trip to India and we went like all around we went to Calcutta we went to we go to Darjeeling and stuff
3: right uh, mostly, yeah Darjeeling as well yeah
0: and like we I mean this yeah, is this yeah. whole tour thing we, yeah. like we started in Calcutta then we went to like Darjeeling and we went to the Andaman, we to the Andaman. Islands yeah, yeah. then uh, we yeah. ended we ended in Delhi that was so good but I remember Like, then this is really specific. This is so weird. I remember this one night back in Darjeeling or around that area. We were in our like lodge and like, we were in rooms next to each other. We were in this like shared space or something. And we were just like listening to music. And that's when I found out that Jason loved the classics that I grew up on and stuff. We really bonded through that too. like, take all the contemporary, the modern pop stuff aside, whatever. And we really just had fun listening back and forth. We would just share songs back and forth with each other.
3: Oh yeah, I remember those guys.
0: I think that's where I found out you loved Dire Straits, and like we were listening, so. to, and we were listening to like other stuff. I do not remember. I yeah, know we were listening a to a lot trips. of. I think we were listening to a lot of reggae too. At that point, I think we were mellowed out. And we were just, like, enjoying the music. Sure. That India trip was a wild ride, man. A very wild one. Yeah, Adam, Adam was with us on that trip. It was, like, 30 kids. Yeah, here. I went, like, too. I was, it was, like, 25 <laughs> or 30 kids. It was a lot of people, but, I mean... Jordan couldn't come, unfortunately, though. So he's always
2: just yeah. listening to stories and was, like, ah,
0: okay. And then in school, too. Because we weren't allowed to have our, like, phones out in school and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, we would get it confiscated. But every time during our breaks or recess or whatever, we would try to find a, I remember this, we would try to find a hiding spot. I'd have headphones and my iPod and others would have their headphones. I would have this like six pin adapter thingy and we'd all plug our headphones in. I'd play a song and you would try to guess, it. like you three would try to guess the song. I failed every time. Every time. Jason, do you remember that?
3: I vaguely remember that. Yeah, Yeah, same. I I remember guessing the song. It's so
0: weird because like before this episode, you know, I was trying to think about what we could talk about and all these memories just get flooding back in. It's so weird. Like Mm -hmm. the guess the song thing we did. And we also did this thing because we're stupid, like seventh, eighth graders at this point. We would do this thing where we'd get a bunch of paper. One of us would start writing a song with the artist Whoa, on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that. I and remember then, this. And then we would pass it on during yeah. class
1: too. During class, yeah. yeah.
0: That's the insane part. We did this during class. I suddenly
2: remember something about this game. So how this game worked is at the end of the thing, at the end of the artist's name or the song or whatever, that ending letter is what we start the song with. And I remember, I kept playing like Beethoven's First Symphony or something. I didn't, for context to everyone listening, I didn't know anything <laughs> about songs, but I just remember making Rylan so angry because I always kept doing some stuff like this. So I just did Beethoven's Symphony or something. That was just
0: great. So stupid. It was so vague. And half the time you'd get away with it because <laughs> we wouldn't know better and we would just be like, oh, whatever. We just, thought he just- knew. Yeah, no, we would do it just for the sake of playing. Yeah. yeah, we were just we just wanted to keep it going and stuff. I, I was a wild card, guys. Mm-hmm. That's basically what Adam said, like, whoever would start, they would start out with writing a song name or song title out with the artist, usually, just so we can cross reference and actually, you know, yeah, check
1: it exists, that it's yeah.
0: accurate. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to pull another Adam with Beethoven symphony. <laughs> hey, 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 that was accurate. No, but say, you know, Sultans a Swing by Dire Straits, we would write that down yeah. and then whoever is next would either have to go on the last name of the artist or the last letter of the song and, you know, just pass it on, keep going yeah. basically until we ran out of songs paper. to think about or ran out of paper. Yeah, Actually, that was not a major factor in that because I remember once we went for like eight pages.
1: Yeah, we went eight on double, so so like we wrong. went
0: 16 sides like eight double side pages. Yeah. And we just went and it was insane cuz not only the four of us but other drag, people joined in. Yeah, yeah people drag people. a lot of other people into it. Like anyone who would play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they would all bow out with yeah, the they first would.
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, they
0: so it long. was so basically whenever we started it was always like Me, Jason, and Jonathan, that always like probably ended up still going. And And then I just came in
2: to like randomly
0: write in something stupid and they would just be like, "Uh (laughs) oh, and we were like, oh, you're out. Like, get up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, but we was like, the three of us, me, Jason, and Jonathan, we would keep going.
1: We would keep going. It went on for weeks. Go on and go on and go on.
0: Exactly. And I mean, at some point, Jonathan probably bowed out or Jason probably bowed yeah. out, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I would go with whoever's remaining. I would just say, keep going. It's so weird. There's such good memories to have. I think there was a point in time where I actually had those transcripts. We had those papers. I don't know where I they are. One. I probably threw them out. I
2: but...
0: have one too. I actually remember downloading all the songs and, putting, and making it as a playlist. That was basically kind of why we did this too. Like we just wanted to test each other's knowledge, Yeah. but we also wanted like recommendations <laughs> pretty much. So like if there was stuff that we hadn't heard of first, we would check to make sure it was actually accurate. <laughs> yeah. And we would do that like not in class because we're good students. And then we would be like, oh, that's new. I haven't heard that at all. So we would download it, listen to it and stuff. Yeah. You're like, oh, this yeah. is cool. Again, like that's what Jonathan was saying, right? We were, we really influenced each other in each other's tastes of music. Yeah, we did.
2: Yeah. I Um, never realized how much of our friendship was based on music until
0: this podcast. It's so weird to think about because we would talk about everything else other than music. Like it was kind of on the back burner in a sense. But, you know, recording this episode right now, like while we're reminiscing about all this stuff, It's so weird to think about how much music has actually impacted our friendship and our lives together.
3: Yeah, definitely. It's always been
0: there. It's always been there for us, which is what music is. It's always there for everyone who's willing to listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that leads us perfectly into this next prompt I have. I want to talk about any pivotal moments in your life that music played an important role. It could be either like a coping mechanism if you know you went through a rough experience or it could be like a really important moment in your life that you remember because of the song that was playing at that moment or something like that. So whoever wants to go first.
2: All right, so like songs or like music that just kind of influenced me like at certain pivotal points. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you one example here, right? So when I was actually leaving from Abu Dhabi and going to India, there was this one song I was listening to at the particular time, which was very reminiscent of what was happening. You, you know, Closing Time by
0: Semisonic. Absolutely, one of my yeah. all time favorites. They're one of my all time favorite bands. They're so good. So I listened to that on like the plane ride from Abu Dhabi
2: to India. That was the last time I would ever see UAE. And that was the last song I heard as soon as I left the ground. Right. Uh, another song for me in that respect was also um, "King" by Lauren Aquilina. It, it's a really great song. It's, it was just really great to listen to when I was like a, in a really downstage but like that type. It, it was like one of those really sad songs that had like a happy note that just kind of got you off the ground or something.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Songs are situational and they help you out of any moment. I'm sure all of you can relate to that.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I love that. Yeah. I really like what you talked about those sad songs that are like mm. tinged with optimism mm. in a sense. And those kinds of songs can help you through anything.
1: Yeah. Who wants to go next? So I'll go next. Um, did, did you just raise your hand? <laughs> yeah. You're not in class. So for me, uh, it's not really something that influenced me, mm-hmm. but I would say this is a pivotal moment. So, uh, in my last few years in UAE, I used to go to, the, to this hospital, Sheikh Khalifa Medical City, SKMC, and go and volunteer there. And volunteer as in, like, just help the patients and stuff, yeah? Right. But uh, then I realized that uh, there was an old guitar in the changing room there, in the cloak room. And I was like, oh, why is this guitar here? And they're like, oh, there was there used to be another volunteer here I used to come and play guitar for the patients, and the patients really loved it and stuff. I'm like, oh, so but I can play the guitar, I can do that, right? Please and tell me you play the guitar. No, so so listen, so 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 they're like, yeah, if you can play the guitar, it's fine, you can play the guitar, but actually, that guitar, um, the pegs were broken, okay, uh, on the head, yeah, and uh, the strings were really old, the wood was. Mm-hmm almost you know it was, it was just like,
0: basically worn out yeah. yeah
1: it was worn out it was completely worn out so then i went and asked the person in charge of volunteering uh is it okay if i bring my guitar my acoustic guitar to the hospital and play for the patients and then she's like i'll just talk to some people but then i'll get back to you and then uh the next day she sent me an email and said so i just talked to those people and, and and they confirmed that you can bring a guitar and play for the patients so what Beautiful. i did was every day and this was during the summer vacation so i could go right. every day or, yeah. or any time I wanted to plus me and me and my brother really loved volunteering. We would actually wake up in the morning at like 6 AM in the morning, excited to go to the hospital and volunteer. Cause like you're meeting patients, you're making them happy. You're just talking to them, you play cards for them. And for me, I could go and play the guitar for them, which is even more impactful for, on me, which is like, it was impacting me as well. Cause like mm-hmm. I would play the guitar for them. There, there were kids there that stayed in the hospital for years together for different reasons. And they were like, they were depressed and you know, they couldn't sleep also sometimes. Yeah. Cause they're in a the hospital for so many years and I would go and play for them. I would go and play the guitar for them. I wouldn't really sing. I just want the music, you know, to right, right. Uh, impact them. Mm-hmm. Like just the music impact them. Cause music, it's like, it's, you can't really not understand music. It's like, it's an international language, you know? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's music. Universal. So I, it's universal. So I played for them. And a few days later, even the doctors came to me and they're like, you know, the patients have been reacting so much more better because you know, like when you have something wrong with your health, your mindset also plays an important role on how fast you recover. Mm-hmm. So because of me playing the guitar for them, it made them really happy. And they started recovering more quickly. The parents would come to me and be like, like every other day I would go to the hospital. The, their parents would come to me and they would find me on the, in the hallway, just walking around, they'd be like, Oh, please come to my child, play the guitar for him, play the guitar for her. They, they really like your playing and stuff. Just because it's music and, you know, it'll, it'll help them cope with whatever they're going through. And so many patients like that recovered, got out of the hospital. Yeah, that, that moment was just so impactful for me. And, and that's also another reason why I'm doing medicine now. Because I saw how music could impact people. And I also want to learn medicine. So I could impact mm-hmm. people through my career as well. Because seeing patients happy just impacted me. And plus, playing the guitar for them made them happy, which I love. Doing something I loved made them happy, which impacted me so much. So, yeah, that's that's my most pivotal moment for music. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. What the
0: hell? <laughs> I'm, John, no, I'm, I'm sorry. That is so you, beautiful. Uh,
2: <laughs> John, I can give you a look onto the other side of that. That That's an amazing story, my dude. It is, yeah. But I grew up yeah. in a house. I grew up in a hospital too, and I can tell you, like, just wanting to hear music, that would be an amazing
0: thing. Yeah. Dude, I'm so moved. Oh my, like, I'm literally (laughs) tearing up. Oh my goodness. I mean, I love that. That's so powerful. And it really speaks to the power of music. Yeah. Uh, The healing power of music too. Yeah. Because, like you said, it's not only, you know, the body reacting to the physical reaction to the meds and stuff. Yeah. It's also the psychological reaction, you know, it's the willingness to actually to get, better. To yeah. get better and react positively to the medicine.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: To the medication. But yeah, I love that music. Again, it's such a healing part of Honestly, our lives and it it's is. everywhere now. Yeah. Right. Think about streaming services now, like Apple music and Spotify and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you have like millions, tens of millions of songs. Yeah. On those platforms. Exactly and it's like at the tip of your fingers. I mean, you can listen to music all you want and stuff, but I love that you actually brought it to patients that, you know, yeah, didn't have did. that option of listening yeah. to music often. Yeah, and yeah. From what you said, it sounds to me like it healed both of you. Like it It, it did, yeah. helped you and the patient. And know, the patient them, exactly. Them like yeah. in the more literal sense, but it also gave you the sense of purpose. And I think that's why you said you were going to medicine.
1: Yeah, exactly. Out. Cause I've experienced patients. I've experienced them being happy. Mm-hmm. So if I can make them happy through my career, since I'm not doing music, that's just, yeah. that's, that's another great thing for me. Beautiful I Did not expect to
0: tear up like that <laughs> on this episode. Like, all right, Jason, you're uh yeah. give us something a little <laughs> bit more lighthearted. Cause I don't want to cry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I definitely can't go any, any further than that, but... Yeah, how do you um, pop that, though, eh? You just, you just can't. You cannot. Yeah.
2: It's no, yeah, you, you, just, you just can't do it, man.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, whenever times are tough or if that's be that in the family or something, I go out straight to country music.
4: Wow, okay.
3: Yeah, and there's this one band called Midland mm-hmm. who I really love, so... Whenever I'm feeling down or anything, I just head straight to their albums.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I guess it kind of helps, in the sense that it, well, okay, like it's play. more of an escape, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it it, it doesn't it's not like medication or such, but it's kind right.
0: of it's like counterintuitive in a sense. Like, exactly. it's not it, you're not using it as a coping mechanism per se to like no, cope really, with it, no. but you're using it as an escape. You don't want to think about.
3: All exactly when, when i just need those couple minutes to you know get out of my mind like, oh, and country music does that for me
0: see that's interesting because we've never talked about country music i would never think that like yeah. especially knowing what you like and stuff i would have never thought country music was on your list It's
3: a recent addition to like let's say the past four mm-hmm. or five years okay
0: is it like more like the modern like contemporary country
3: no i don't like like the pop Mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just cannot deal with that. But right. there are guys like Chris Stapleton and Luke Combs. Yeah. I really appreciate what they're doing. Mm hmm. Going back to like Waylon Jennings or like, you know, it's like you can't replicate that at all. It's a once in a lifetime thing.
0: Yeah. You know, thinking about the older ones like, like, you know, Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, and all that kind exactly. of stuff. Like, there's something so true and pure.
3: Yeah about that yeah, like you're listening to a story more than music
0: absolutely that is oh my god i got so much more out of this segment than i thought i would i'm baffled right now that also leads us like it leads perfectly into our next the next section of this you guys are going to tell me a genre or style of music that you love that you're really passionate about but when you talk to you know say anyone on the street or anything like that if you tell them that you like this genre or style of music they can't picture you liking it at all you know what i mean So like jason yeah, country yeah. music i never expected that to come out of his mouth so like i think that's a perfect example so if anyone wants to, to say go, that. what's up
3: i said you won't be the only one to say that
0: Exactly. I like no one would think Mm -hmm. that you would love country music as much as you do, or it impacted your life as much as it did for you.
3: I mean, if someone gave me just one genre for the rest of my life, it probably would be country. That is
0: so interesting. That is, that is a (laughs) bold statement, actually. (laughs) That's such a bold statement. And we begin with the hot takes. Yes. That is
1: such a new level of
0: friendship. (laughs) Dude, music brings people together. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening here. Okay, so whoever wants to go first with that prompt, you know, just give me a genre or shallow of music that you love, but other people don't picture you loving. I have two. Okay.
1: People don't really picture me. One of them is uh, crap. I really love hip hop, actually. I love hip hop, but when people look at me, they think They think I don't like rap. They think all I listen to uh, is like classic rock rock and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because like they know, they they see that I play the electric guitar and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But at the same time, I do love rap. You know, I love rap so much. I love hip hop. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, not the mumble rappers, but the lyrical ones. Right, like old school rap. Old school, but at the same time, like right now, my Mm -hmm. favorite rapper is his name is NF. I love his raps. I love his songs
0: very cool nf is my
1: favorite because like he's so lyrical with his songs and Mm -hmm. each of his albums have a story to it you know yeah and he talks about his past and stuff that's one i love (laughs) nf yeah because i mean
0: i haven't heard of nf but from what i'm like you know deducing it's pretty much like he's trying to kind of bring that imaginative lyricism yeah he's trying to back from like from like the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah,
1: exactly. So. He's trying to bring that back. And when most people listen to him, they'll say, oh, he just sounds like Eminem. He's copying Eminem. But mm-hmm. you know, there's more to that if you actually listen to it. So yeah, that's one of them rap.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. The other one, please don't judge me. It's a recent one started in uh, 2019, actually. Okay. Um, Go on, Which? what is it? It's K-pop.
0: K- okay. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> When yeah, you said, don't I'm judge starting, me, yeah. I was like, yeah, it's
1: K-pop. <laughs> yeah, I'm, st- I'm actually starting to like K-pop. In, in 2019, after I came here, there was a friend here who, actually when I came here, she was the only other Indian here. So we got close to each oh, other. Oh, wow. okay. And she influenced me to like K-pop. Basically, this whole podcast is about people influencing us. And she influenced me to you know, listen to K-pop. I yeah. Because like, like, it I, never, I mean, favorite... people never stop influencing people. Exactly, exactly. With music. And... Yeah. And, and plus, like, uh, there are a lot of people who say, oh, k pop. I mean, it's just like there's just guys wearing make- makeup and stuff. And, but I'm like, OK, there might be more to this if I listen to it. <laughs> plus, I like rap and I've heard yeah. that some of their songs have rap in it. OK, so I will start listening to them and I actually started liking K-pop. If you actually listen to the songs instead of instead of just seeing that, you know, they're just guys who wear makeup or I don't know, like like people talk about the K-pop industry being too harsh and stuff to the artists. Yeah, but that's also there. But then, other than that, for them to make it to that level of um, fame they're in now, and if you listen to their songs, it's it actually sounds good. Because okay. I did have that EDM influence back then with you mm-hmm. in school, so that is also there in, in the back of my head. Yeah. So right. And K- right. K-pop has a lot of EDM in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because because of all of that, I'm I'm actually starting to like K-pop. I'm starting to listen to a lot of groups now uh again don't judge me my favorite k-pop group is uh blackpink <laughs> okay. uh See, i'm i'm completely like
0: oblivious to it so i'm i, I, know can't, what, I, know I really what can't even is. judge you on this. i know i know I yeah, know yeah a lot Black of people a,
1: a lot of people a lot of people get shocked when i tell them that i listen to k-pop or rap those two types of music is really shocked
2: yeah yeah john did you do you also listen to big bang
1: now, that's a really old one. I don't really listen to that now. But I, I have mm. been listening to a few because I just started going into K-pop. I'm not really mm. a huge stan, you know?
2: <laughs> um. Because I'll join in with my own pitch of this too. Yeah, go for it. I have two as well. Mm-hmm. One is actually K-pop.
0: It's interesting. Okay, yeah. Nice.
2: So... Uh, this is, I guess, the type of songs where we all realize we all just secretly like K-pop. Or apparently, mean? country music, i I've, I've
0: like, I mean, I've never gotten into K-pop, so.
3: Yeah, maybe. It's K-pop
2: and country music, Ryland.
0: <laughs> I like country music. I mean, I like folk music. Mm-hmm. I love folk music. Hmm.
2: So, like Jonathan was saying with K-pop, I also kind of like the rap bands as well. Like, uh, I kind of like EXO and um, Big Bang. Okay, yeah. Those are pretty much the only ones I actually still listen to, though. Mm -hmm. But this was more because my uh, cousin got me into it. It was just like more of like an unwilling adoption into it. Yeah. For my second one is, uh, I don't think people really assume what music they associate me with. But I'm really into uh, cinematic scores. So I exclusively love listening to that.
0: Hell yeah oh my god you would love my friends my roommate Mm. ethan he could talk your ear off about scores and stuff and i've loved listening to him every moment of every day about this stuff because he's the one that got me into scores like i would never think about it but like now now it's a huge part of my life
2: oh yeah cinematic scores in a film is just what makes it so amazing and Mm-hmm. i think right now people are starting to appreciate cinematic scores because ever since avengers endgame and people have been popularizing uh, portals the yeah. the score mm-hmm. absolutely um, that's it's been it's been a major popularization of just like cinematic scores and it's yeah. such an amazing influence
0: i mean i would say it worked i mean it went before that too with you know the harry potter scores kind of stuff because mm. again those are so iconic like, it literally speaks to the theme of that series. So, oh, like, yeah. I, think, I think it started way before. I think anybody, yeah. But, like yeah. you said, it was really popularized with mm. the Marvel scores, like, Endgame especially and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's become more of a norm. Love it. And, Jason, we know about yours, the country. Yeah, we do. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still baffled, but, like, I love that. And this podcast, this episode has been an endless stream of perfect segues one after another. Cause we segued from like pivotal moments to genres and then from our stories to like pivotal moments. and Like they were so seamless, I love it. But this is the last section of this. You guys kind of alluded to this, like when we were talking about the past and all that kind of stuff. But I want to shift our focus to the present. Basically what we'll talk about now is just your evolution of your music taste stuff from the past to now, how it's changed, if it has changed at all. And also, I want to talk about what your thoughts on the current musical landscape are. So, like, where is music headed, you know, in the future? What would you like to see happen? What do you think the music industry or musical styles or stuff need to improve on for the future? Yeah, I mean, as we've done before, just whoever wants to go first, jump up
1: and go for it. So, for me, uh, my music taste has completely changed, actually. Because mm-hmm. in school, we used to like completely different um, varieties of music. Some that, you know, we already talked about, some that we regret talking about <laughs> and yeah. discussing about. But yeah, that time also we did have a good influence of like classic rock and a little bit of metal also from both of us. Yeah. But now I've noticed that after getting more into the electric guitar, I started liking the blues a lot now. That's like the new type of music I'd like a lot. Hell actually. yes. For
0: Hell me, yes. For me,
1: yeah, for me, um, I mean, he's not a new artist, but the, the one who influenced me a lot for the blues was uh, Gary Moore. Mm-hmm. He influenced me a lot. He is, he's, my, he's like my favorite blues artist. The way I got to know him actually is a funny story because I was in a flight from India uh, going back to UAE. Okay. And in that flight, there was there was no TV or anything, so I I had to listen to the radio or whatever was there. Right. And there was this uh, episode going on in the radio, like it's not live radio, right? Yeah. So there was an episode going on there, and they were like, top ten greatest solos of all time. And when I heard them, I'm like, okay, I'll just I'll actually listen to this, because so if I don't know some of them, you know, I'll have a new taste, you know. Right. And um, in the top five was the uh, Gary Moore song, "Still Got the Blues."
0: okay
1: that's that that's what got me started with the blues cause i'm like wow this is what the blues is because what everyone talks about the blues for people who don't know they're like oh it's just a it's just a really mellow and sad
0: right it's sad it's like a 12 bar thing it's all that yeah like it's,
1: it's too simple it's like it's,
0: yeah, they think of it as like being too traditional like yeah
1: it. exactly and they think oh it's just the same three chords playing for the whole yeah song. yeah yeah And it's just, what it's it's, it's not open chords, it's just sevens. They just play sevens the whole time. But then when I heard that, I was like, wow, this is what blues is. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm really gonna start listening to Gary Moore. Obviously in that list, the number one, like if you you guys want to know, the number one on that list top 10 greatest holders was Stairway to Heaven, obviously. Of course, (laughs) Jimmy Page is (laughs) (laughs) godlike. Yeah. So yeah, this is what got me started. And then after I started listening to Gary Moore, I soon moved on to Gary Clark Jr. Yes.
0: Gary Clark Jr. Uh, is yeah. so good. So yeah, good.
1: he's he's so good. He's so good. So yeah, these two really influenced me to start liking uh, blues and stuff. So They're technically
0: really... more like blues rock.
1: Blues rock. No, but and then soon, yeah, maybe at the end of last year, I moved on to jazz as well. I'm just starting to get to like jazz because it's, okay. it's kind of like blues, but... You know a little bit more complicated and stuff you know no oh, absolutely but but yeah it's it's actually a good uh it's it's a good style of music it's not so bad it's not so boring with, like oh, jazz. jazz yeah i
0: love jazz it's, it's, it's one of my
1: favorite genres ever exactly ever, ever. But yeah but it's amazing so yeah that's one of the things uh that's that's another thing that also impacted me like that's what i started to like now mm-hmm. and then moving on to the current music landscape like what you said yeah i feel jazz is you know being shunned right now I, 100% I, I i honestly don't see a lot of new jazz musicians i don't see a lot of new blues musicians mm-hmm. as well you know so things like that like that's that's a bit upsetting for me plus another thing for the current music landscape yeah. seeing james hetfield become old is just sad <laughs> Is this really sad? I mean, seeing so him
0: going to rehab and stuff too, and like come out of it and yeah. stuff, it's pretty sad too. Like to it's see sad. where yeah. it's, he's headed, like his life trajectory is just upsetting. yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. He's so, old. Oh, he's he old, really old. He has like
0: a handlebar mustache now. <laughs> yeah, he checked in and out of rehab like twice, I think, or something.
1: But yeah, I mean, but at the same time, there is still a lot of good music being put out. It's not that music is being diminished or it's
0: being right. Sad. No, absolutely not. There is still there, good music yeah. being put out.
1: There's still good music. There's still bad music. <laughs> yeah, there's still bad music as well. Yeah, that's also rising. You know. Yeah, yeah. Those two are my my thoughts. Wonderful.
0: Okay, whoever wants to go next, shoot, go for it.
2: Um. Okay. So the, how music has changed for me is, as you guys know, I touched on this a little while ago
4: mm-hmm. is
2: that also i used to be a really big fan about imagine dragons jason knows this, jonathan knows this Ryland especially knows this and um then later on i kind of grew out of that uh went th- i think we all grew I- out of
0: it let's be yeah. quite honest yeah. imagine dragons are going nowhere now and we just like grew out of it yeah it was a fad yeah you know for like a couple of years but we really mm. just got out of it so
2: i'm not gonna lie though that it did influence the type of music i did come to like which is just around like porter robinson or jai wolf chef porter or even dubbin or like even like especially as well
0: at avicii i got really into avicii and, yeah okay so, you know. wait, wait wait let's just talk about
1: avicii for a second
0: because like that is one of the most tragic stories i've heard it is. He's tw- yeah. he was 28 years old in Oman and he died.
1: He was so close to us at the
3: time. I mean, physically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah to you guys. Yeah. But I mean, back when we were younger too, we listened to Avicii like all the time. Actually, yeah,
1: yeah we did. We did. Like
0: it was among those like that 2010, mm. 2013, 14, like he was in his prime then too. The and mm. I mean, we would listen to that stuff all the time. And it's so weird that someone's so young just yeah just like that. yeah okay adam continue <laughs> i just i just needed to say something about that because it is oh no 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 it's completely genre. understandable
2: yeah Yeah. avicii you gotta go on a tangent so yeah like i was just saying I, new artists which i got into were just like porter robinson or jive wolf i've kind of gone into that sort of genre
0: okay so what I would don't... you describe that as then
2: I, I'm not too sure how to exactly describe it. It's like more kind of chill and electronic. It's just like the type of music I'm kind of going for nowadays is just really like a chill vibe. That's like lo-fi odd. kind of stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just stuff to like relax me at the end of the day because usually I always have a busy work day where I'm working two jobs or something and I just yeah. need something to calm me down. Right, right. So like I, I just need something chill at the end of the day to just like vibe to calm down do everything Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna segue into that into like also um what i think about the current music landscape yeah so with that and with the type of music genre i look into i noticed that there's a lot of breakout artists that i'm starting to really develop a following too and they're there's a lot of artists that seem to be breaking out with that type of genre in mind, just like chilling out, relaxing, making sure their listeners can relax. I think, even though like there are music industries as well, a big problem of hypersexualization, there is as well something of like uh, this as well, mm-hmm. where there is also like chill and just like calming down and just like beginning to accept problems as a thing. That's what I really love about music. You can just delve into anything, honestly. I think it's going in a pretty positive direction in my book okay i like where they are but i do wish that they could get more famous and just like i wish i could share it with people right
0: i mean not even more fam- i just you just want them to get more recognition
2: yeah like they deserve it but like but you don't want that famous where they where they're just like constantly obsessed over it and it's just like becomes an unhealthy thing for the band itself as well exactly Toxicity inside the music industry is just so prevalent that it's just
0: such a huge problem. One hundred percent, Jason. Yep, you're off. So, what do you think?
3: Well, I, I feel like I've gone the other way from the generic shift in this. So, okay. like, what I assume the generic shift is from things like country, soft rock, onwards to pop and rap yeah. and everything. Yeah, but I kind of went with it the other way. So, I started out with. Pop and rock and everything, and made my way okay. down.
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: now I've gone on a, a whole other tangent because I've started listening to Afrobeat music,
4: and a lot of people okay. have gone
3: out of Nigeria and every, everywhere. So
0: that's pretty sick, actually. I love it that. Is, it out. really
3: is. And this is like going back to my influence because my dad used to live in Malawi in Africa as a okay. kid. Oh wow! So he's had a lot of African music kind of built into him, and that's kind of dribbled down onto me. So. I guess that's where that comes from but it, it, it's a really nice thing you know because i could go all day long on afrobeats and then all night long on country so I yeah
0: <laughs> shouldn't it be the other way around though all day with the country hello, yeah. and then you know party with the afrobeats
3: exactly that, that's the thing i go the other way around <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it okay. i don't do
3: everything the same way <laughs> yeah but even then i mean i guess my tastes have evolved since then but every now and then I still go back to the old times.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, there's no way you're gonna escape that. Like the evolution in a sense is not forgetting about the past completely and shifting towards the present or a future. Adding on. Yeah, it's just adding, especially with music, it's just adding more and more into your repertoire.
3: Exactly. And today, honestly, I feel that artists, especially like you guys mentioned breakout artists and everything,
4: Mm -hmm.
3: I feel like they have the best chance so far at least today than they ever would have had in the past because yeah. like apart from the industry just growing exponentially with technology and like the way technology has helped people rise up has helped people like what's the guy's name sean mendes yeah For example way back mm-hmm. i mean he, he didn't come through any generic but he just appeared on i think it was youtube or something
0: right i think it was disney then, yeah. i think it. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like with Justin Bieber because, you know, he was yeah, discovered yeah. on YouTube and yeah, like the, the whole thing.
3: Exactly. Mm. And it's like, like an overnight of people kind people of have, thing. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot more people have that option, I guess, right now.
2: YouTube is such an interesting medium for that
0: respect. Music is more accessible than it's ever been now. True. Yeah. That's why it's so easy for people like ourselves just common people to listen to music but it's also so easy for artists you know the even the most unknown of artists to just put their music out there yeah in hopes that it gains some traction
2: like it's just also like how we're able to like as we're discussing right now it's how we're able to evolve our tastes which is so great
0: exactly exactly and like all the breakout artists or like people the unknowns the unknown artists that we're listening to They've done the same thing, right? They've taken all their history and everything they know about different genres of music and stuff, and they're not sticking to one style. They're always like breaking yeah, the mold. Started. That's what I love about the present, too. They're always breaking the mold, especially in this independent scene. Yeah. Which is beautiful to see because it's so fluid. Everyone's breaking the mold with that, and you can't really define it as one thing
3: yeah i mean the spectrum itself is just growing and growing so.
0: absolutely talked about everything i want to talk about with our pasts and you know but right now we're gonna go ahead to the lightning round are you guys ready i'm ready yeah awesome all right let's start with number one your favorite current artist so someone who's still making music today or just starting out you know we talked about breakthrough artists and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so list out a favorite if you have one
1: Mine is uh, two, NF and Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly? Tori Kelly. Interesting. Tori Kelly is my favorite singer, honestly.
0: <laughs> Very interesting.
1: <laughs> and I actually want to mention this in the podcast because it's such Do a it. happy moment. Do it. So Tori Kelly was uh, recently put out a new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, she made this album on her own during quarantine. Yeah. And she said, if you pre-save or pre-order the album... You will get a chance to have a Zoom, uh, a Zoom concert, a private Zoom concert with me, mm-hmm. and 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 I pre-saved her album on Spotify. I pre-saved it like at least five or six times, just to just so that I can get like you can't really pre-save it more than once. But I mean, like I put my name in the draw yeah, yeah, on the yeah. site, yeah, well, more than more than once. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I got an email from Tori Kelly saying, "Well, from
0: her a... like website or whatever." From her website, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: saying. You have been invited for the exclusive Zoom concert and I actually won and I got in and I got to see her live through Zoom for free, <laughs> which is amazing.
0: Well, that must have been a dream come true for you It, right? was,
1: it was a dream come true. So yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, I, Kelly.
0: I love it. All right. Whoever wants to go next. My
3: Wait, favorite the- so far currently is um, he was ODG. Oh okay, wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. Jason Jason actually influenced a lot of us after you left mm-hmm. when with the fuse ODG. I remember that. Interesting. on mm-hmm. so also-
0: <laughs> What about Adam?
2: Jai Wolf and AJR.
0: Nice. I okay. really
2: love Week. Yeah. The song Week.
0: Wonderful. Okay. Let's move to number two. And that's your favorite artist but from the past. So someone either who isn't making music anymore or I mean is still making music or has really built a reputation around themselves that their music lives on even after they've stopped you know they could be dead or alive too
1: mine is um, Adam Lambert used to be <laughs> <laughs> at that I time it. I really loved I really he's loved still making his... music though he's still making music It's the word yeah and, and he even got a chance to be a Queen's lead singer for a while he still is I don't know Oh, he still is. Okay. He still is. Yeah. He was my favorite artist that time. Also, because you influenced me to start liking <laughs> it. So, yeah.
3: That's awesome. Okay. Kind of piggyback of Jonathan. Ooh. Yeah. Would be my favorite, um, well, band from the past. Who? Pretty much in particular. Oh, Queen. Queen? Yeah. yeah.
0: 100%. It's just the memories of hearing those songs for like the first time. Yeah, you know, and then seeing it actually being put on screen and stuff. Yeah, it was beautiful. All right, heroes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, no, I see all of these three. I agree with right. Adam Lambert, like back in two thousand nine to two thousand twelve, like his prime and stuff. Like I loved that stuff back then. Queen. I mean, I could name like a hundred different seventies, eighties, nineties classic rock artists that yeah really fit this bill as a favorite. Mm-hmm. And then Gym Class Heroes. I mean, you can't go wrong with Trappy McCoy. Like, they're definitely underrated. So we'll move on to number three. The last concert you've been to. And then off of that as well, your favorite concert that you've been to.
1: My last concert was um, a gospel singer, actually. Okay. His name is uh, Chris Tomlin. He came to Abu Dhabi once.
0: Oh, you went to a Chris Tomlin show?
1: Yeah. It was, and plus, that's also my favorite concert. Because yeah. um, it was so interactive, you know, because like, me and my family would watch videos of his concerts and stuff. Plus, he is my mom's favorite uh, singer as well. So even my mom really wanted to go badly. But yeah, that yeah. was my favorite concert, actually. And I kind of expected
0: you concert. to say Tori Kelly because that would uh, count. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I honestly wish I went, but Tori Kelly, Tori Kelly never came to UAE and she never no, came. No, to no, no.
0: The- I mean, like the Zoom thing that you did. The oh, the
1: Zoom. Like, I mean, because that would count too, kind of. Actually, you know what? Okay, let's change it now. <laughs> okay, so we'll make it Tori Kelly, the Zoom concert. Yeah. That's my favorite so far. Because only a few fans were invited, and I got mm-hmm. invited. So, yeah, that was, that yeah. W- I was having the time of my life that time. But it yeah. was
0: technically a meet and greet, which is awesome. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right. Whoever wants to go next?
3: Okay, so my last concert was Enrique Iglesias. Ooh, okay. And I actually went there with our friend, Danny. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my favorite one is my f- first concert, which I was asleep for for half the time. Stevie Wonder.
0: Dude, I remember my parents went to Stevie Wonder. And like this was back in like, I think 2010 or something.
3: Yeah, it was way back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I, I mean, I loved Stevie Wonder, but I only got into Stevie Wonder like probably a year or so after that concert. So my parents went mm-hmm. to that and... They had a blast. Like he ended up he played the drums in that at that show and everything. Oh, yeah. and like that was insane. But yeah, I mean that was a special concert because
3: he actually called up a couple on stage. Yeah. And started playing for them. And the guy ended up proposing. Oh Aww.
0: my heart. I love when that happens though. No, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I really want the chance to see Stevie Wonder Alive. I think that would be such a great show.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him again.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. I need, I, I mean, soon, hopefully, when everything's safe, we will
1: see shows again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. NF, mm-hmm. NF was supposed to come to Germany, but then it got canceled. And Germany is close to Poland. So I could have gone yeah. easily. Yeah. But yeah, it got canceled. So mm-hmm. hopefully things get better soon.
0: Hopefully. Adam, what about you?
2: Okay, I just remembered that I've actually been to another concert.
0: Wonderful. Uh, so what was so the last <laughs> concert you've been to then? Lorna. <laughs> that is wonderful. Oh my God. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, Adam, do you want to explain that?
2: Lorna is basically the Kanye of Goa.
0: Yeah. She's a huge Goan artist. She's basically like Goa's sweetheart. So
2: favorite concert? I am... Going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Beach on the Beach,
0: Beach on the Beach. Which one? The one with Akon I'm assuming this is the w- only one you've been to, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, we'll keep it going to number four. One artist you could bring back from the dead.
1: Oh man, I have I have someone. Go he for was it. actually a big part of my childhood. Me and my brother, uh, Chris Cornell. The lead singer <gasps> of Audio Sound- and Soundgarden, too.
0: Oh my god, yeah,
1: oh man, I would love to bring him back on the dead, honestly. 100%. He really impacted me and my brother as well. That was that was impacted. a
0: hard hitting death, yeah, it like, was, especially yeah, from like suicide and stuff, like,
1: yeah, insane. Yeah, he was the one who influenced my brother also to start liking rock and you know, rock music like, and stuff, the like, 90s, like grunge and like that kind yeah. of stuff, yeah, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Because really, I used to like it because you. I had you and you yeah. showed me those songs, but Chris Connell actually impacted my brother as well. So I love it. Like me um, and my brother, like we had such a good childhood with Audio Slaves. Like Audio Slave was a big part of our childhood actually. I mean, so cause
0: yeah. they, I mean, they like started out in like 2000 or 2001 or something. And mm-hmm. yeah. so it was, it was a huge part of our childhood because they were making music
1: yeah, while was... we were growing up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Piggybacking off of that. Chester Bennington, Linkin Park.
1: Oh, oh Lincoln Park. that was oh, yeah, so yeah, hard.
0: Yeah. That hit so close to home because wherever you would go, yeah. you know, you would always hear some Linkin Park song.
1: Yeah, exactly. And they were also a big part of our childhood. Linkin exactly.
0: Park. A huge yeah. part
1: of our childhood. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go
3: next? Um, I guess I'd say Freddie Mercury. Cause he's one of the few artists who uh, hasn't been alive when i've been alive right because i mean you've had people like michael jackson prince and everything who've yeah had their time but they were still present when i was alive you know so right right i think there was some sort of connection but with freddie mercury it was like way before me
4: mm-hmm.
0: Is especially the way that freddie mercury captivated an audience oh yeah like, you know, you see the videos and, like, the stuff in Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. But you see those videos of him doing the vocal exercise thing. Yeah, with, with yeah. the crowd. With the crowd. Yeah. And they're, like, they're clinging on to every single sound that's yeah. coming out of his mouth. And, you know, repeating and everything. Yeah. That's just a special Freddy, thing. On, like, cry. yeah, no one could do it like Freddie. Mm-hmm. No one could. Beautiful. All right. Adam, same question.
2: Christina Grimmie and John Lennon. Okay.
0: I uh, chose them
2: because of just how similarly tragic they both were because it was like a shooter for both.
0: That is true. Absolutely.
2: And that is just so tragic for them to end. Like Mm -hmm. they were both really young. John Lennon was so young. Christina, I mean, was just hitting that she was just hitting go on that main road.
0: Yeah. She wasn't in her, she wasn't at her peak yet. No, I 100% agree. She, she died way before her time.
2: And John Lennon had so much more to give, in my opinion. He could have been like one mm-hmm. of those like musical godfathers in the way that he'd just be able to guide people and all of that. Yeah, without a doubt in my mind, I think that. So it's like mm-hmm. so in a way, I think even he misses a prime, but a prime of like just being an advisor or something. It's just like we lost so much of that.
0: All righty. And then on um, to number five, the number one song, we would find on your road trip playlist
1: right now for me i would say speedum it's this uh, it's a song called speedum by tech9 featuring eminem um i don't know you know it just makes me want to hit the gas like it's such an right it makes you want to speed of, em. Exa- exactly yeah like it's yeah it has that type of vibe to it you know you just want to slam on the on the gas you know mm-hmm. so, yeah I, I would say that's my number one song on my road trip playlist wonderful
2: burn the house okay. down for me okay it's, uh, burn the house down by ajr
0: is it one of those songs too that just you want to just like slam on the gas oh yeah
2: definitely if i want to go for more chill i'll go for like something like shelter by porter robinson
3: wonderful and then jason i'd say a uh, song by p square personally okay and the song called personally it's another yeah. afro song
0: mm-hmm so that's that's pretty much like more of a cruiser kind of thing. Like you just want to cruise down.
3: Oh uh, it's actually or... quite an upbeat one, but it's it's versatile. So
0: yeah. So you can do anything with it pretty much.
3: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Wonderful. All right, and then move on to number six. Your least preferred genre or style of music.
1: I would say um dubstep. Now
0: see, it's nah. so weird, right? Because yeah, we were exactly. into that and now we're not. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dove Step. Dove Step. And Jason?
3: Uh, I'd have to say least preferred would be rap. Oh. Least preferred? I mean, really? Yeah, it's not that I don't like it. It's just if it's I was. Something you would, would search for, right? Exactly.
0: Okay. It, like if it comes on, you'll like jam to it. Or whatever, yeah, will still but, jam to it. Yeah, but you're not going to be willingly seeking it, seeking out. Yeah, okay. exactly. Seeking it out. That's interesting. Cause other guests have had on this say country and like that kind of stuff. And I know like everyone here, yeah. like and <laughs> at least Jonathan and Jason do like country to an extent too, which is funny. Yeah. It's really a contrast and yeah. you know, how he grew up and stuff, which is interesting. All right. And then moving on to number seven, a song that can make you cry instantly or just like hit you in the fields.
1: Uh, mine is the song by Tori Kelly. It's called all in my head. Okay. I don't know. It hits me in the feels Cause like, it's a true story, you know, mm-hmm. with, a, with another girl that I had. So I know it sounds like she, it sounds cheesy, but like the words that she says just correlate with what I went through. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that's a lot of what music is too. It's relatable. Yeah, exactly. Cause like, so, yeah, you, that's... you know, you resonate most with the songs that you exactly, um, feel exactly. encapsulate your life experience yeah. at that moment.
1: Yeah whenever I would feel sad or something, you know, like people have this tendency. I'm part of that group of people. Like Mm -hmm. when we feel sad, we want to listen to sad songs to make want to feel more more sad. sad. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it it happens, you know. So whenever I'm at that point, this is good. This is the first song that I play always. Mm -hmm. The song All In My Head by Tori Kelly. So yeah, that's my song to try to Wonderful.
3: Then whoever wants to go next. I'd say mine is Cheers in Heaven. Never leaves me with a dry
0: eye. You're right. That is such a powerful song.
3: I mean, apart from the fact that he wrote it for his son, the lyrics itself—it just like they really, they physically bring the tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. Adam.
2: Yep. Uh, Bernstein for me. King or even like Closing Time. Those are like three songs that kind of did it for me.
0: Very cool. Yeah, and then number eight, the flip side. To that question, um, a song that you can't stop dancing to, or you just feel like immense joy or happiness to. What is mine, that song for you?
1: Yeah, mine would be uh, "Jailhouse Rock" by Elvis Presley. Nice. <laughs> that's a song. I, I cannot, love it. I cannot stay still with that song. Like that, it's such a, it's such an upbeat song, and like that type of, that type of rock music, like rock as in the, the, the rock and roll type of music, you know. Mm-hmm. Elvis Presley's Presley song. Like you can't not dance to it. It's such a nice song. Right.
0: That's why dance at every brown person party we're always <laughs> yeah. dancing to like Elvis. Like we're always jiving to Elvis and like
1: dire no, and and, stuff, plus, too. and plus I went uh once to a musical. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh it's, it's like this musical group uh, the Million Dollar Quartet. Uh, I've heard of them. Yeah. It's Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, um two others. I forgot. it's It's like
0: impersonators kind of or
1: yeah no but uh when they were alive they were also called yeah yeah, they were the court yeah 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 Yeah. absolutely but it's like they're they're
0: bringing it it's like a tribute kind of thing
1: yeah like a tribute so i went to that and whenever elvis presley played his songs Mm -hmm. like it would always you know make me happy and you know make me want to dance and stuff you know yeah and they played jailhouse rock there and it just blew me away it was it was amazing so yeah
0: so jailhouse rock yeah be pretty sick all right. So Whoever wants to go next.
3: So, pretty much any Shaken Stevens songs. But I guess if I had to choose, ooh, okay, Green Door.
0: Another. I mean, Shaken Stevens is, is another brown person party staple.
3: Yeah, exactly. It
0: really is, though.
3: It is. Like, I mean, that's you could find.
0: Them. Yeah, you could find all of our parents dancing to those songs.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I like, I see, I see a theme here. On. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at who we have on this podcast, yeah, <laughs> no wonder <laughs> like the three out of the four people are going, so we like we know our music, anyway, but yeah, shake and Stevens green door, yeah, wonderful, Adam
2: branching into that uh you spoke you spoke going emerson we're going with the brown people music uh this is for all the goings
0: out there. hurry up with that, shake.
1: I'm not going and even I know that's played it in all brown.
0: Everyone knows that. That's a, <laughs> Everyone knows that's a brown person party staple. It's so like that is, so that is how you know the party is going to close and that's the perfect closing song <laughs> yeah. or mix to a party.
2: It's like it can go anywhere. Beginning, middle, end. If you want to end it with a bang, end it with Mario. Mm-hmm.
0: And I really don't know how to describe it. So... <laughs> it's it's, you, it's a it's an experience you can't you yeah can't it's an experience it. i would say i would say you know google it because i mean whoever explains it will not do it justice yeah you, it needs um, you need, you need to like honest. see it to believe it yeah all right yes. um okay moving on then to number nine and we're gonna take a little bit of a shift here but not too much um your favorite movie soundtrack and your favorite movie score So there's a difference. The soundtrack is like the compilation of songs that, you know, you just put into a movie. Then a movie score is, you know, music that has been literally written for that movie. So whoever wants to go first.
1: So for me, like Guardians of the Galaxy would be my favorite uh, soundtrack. Which one though? Two, I think.
0: Okay, so it's safe to assume that the volume two soundtrack would be
1: I think it's the volume. Would edge
0: out the volume one one?
1: Uh, probably yeah. And the movie score, I would say the from the movie Joker, when he's when he's dancing in the, in the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that
0: that score is so so edgy. Yeah, <laughs> it's so beautiful. I could spend hours on end talking about that score. Yeah. Adam, want to go next? Sure. I see you raising your hand there. it's a- <laughs> Yeah, class.
2: (laughs) Yes, teacher. Can I go next? You, Uh, may. (laughs) All right. In terms of soundtrack and score, I would think that something that melds that perfectly are two movies actually, Kubo and the Two Strings and Spider-Verse.
0: Ooh, okay. So
2: think about it like this. In Spider-Verse, they take a song from the soundtrack and meld it into a score. And yeah. Kuba Under Two Strings, they focus on stuff like everything is in its own original format, adapted into film, where it mm-hmm. feels like a score, part of the story and everything. Right. And before the podcast started, I actually talked to you a little bit about this as well.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great way to put it, you know, something that blends seamlessly between mm-hmm. an actual song mm-hmm. and part of the score. If I had to
2: focus on score solely though, I would go for Imitation Game because it just mm-hmm. it pushes you inside the film, it pulls you in, and like makes yeah. you feel the intensity. Absolutely, one hundred percent. In Imitation Game, movies like that,
0: definitely. And then Jason.
3: Well, okay, so for score, I'd have to say Lion King.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. That's really intriguing because, I mean. The like the difference between the soundtrack and the score of that movie because yeah. they have all the, like the Elton John songs and like
3: yeah know, that's what soundtrack a lot of the songs are from Elton John himself and
0: right you I mean because when people mention Lion King they think about Elton John and the soundtrack exactly. not so much yeah. the score that's no that's really intriguing though okay
3: yeah. very like cool the soundtrack I'd have to go with Tarzan ooh okay Phil Collins
0: yeah
3: no absolutely. <laughs>
0: I totally got that. Phil Collins is a genius. All right. And then we're almost done. Stick with me. Um, we'll move on to number ten, your favorite era of music. So it could be a decade, could be like a couple of years, could be like five years, whatever.
1: Me, I would say the 90s era because of all the the solo music, yeah. uh, funk, mm-hmm. uh, blues, like how, you, like how I said. Yeah. Um, and the R&B type of music, you know, mm-hmm. those types. Yeah, I would say 90s is my favorite. Plus, yeah. that's the type of music my parents got me into. Right, right. Uh, and that's the type of music my dad also, like, showed me and stuff, you know. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I would say 90s. 90s is my favorite yeah. so far.
0: See, it, like, I love that because it's such a melting pot. You have everything yeah. you just said, the R&B, the blues, the funk. Yeah, all that yeah. Of stuff. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you have the alt rock. and yeah. the grunge, And everything, like...
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You
0: have the me- you have metal. Um, Metallica's Black album came yeah, out in '91. Yeah. Like that has songs like "Nothing Else Matters," "Enter Sandman." So yeah. One of their, exactly. Like some of their greatest songs. Their greatest songs. Yeah. The '90s. All right. Who wants to go next?
3: I'd say I'd stick with Jonathan to be honest. In the 90s, '90s, right? Absolutely. I don't think anything can compare to it. That's true. Hmm.
2: I'll go next. So yeah, personally, I um. This is more of a controversial opinion whenever I tell anyone this, mm-hmm. but I like era of now. I like present music. Okay, so like anything from 2010 onwards, that, it's like I mean now specifically, because like the present music is starting to be really interesting, with lockdown with everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone's being really creative. From 2019 to 2020 is an interesting shift, if I could say. I wouldn't say twenty twenty was the start of it. It's it's the start of something else. But right. twenty nineteen was the start of another type of shift. Yeah, I feel okay. So I kind of feel like we're going through a whole new era of music, which in my opinion is really interesting. And I'm in it for the ride because personally I think music right now is starting to pick up. We were talking about breakout artists later. They're constantly mm-hmm. pushing up the mold That's yeah. what I personally think. Like it's I think it will be interesting and see how things kind of move faster.
0: Beautiful, I mean I totally agree with that yeah, and then move on to our last question number 11, right here your greatest album in your opinion what is it?
1: Um, For me, I would say it's an album by NF it's called Therapy Session it's my greatest album because he puts a lot of meaning to that album he talks about uh, his mom. His mom uh, uh, passed away because of uh, drug overdose, and he talks about it. He he wrote a song about it in that album, and then he talks about how he copes with himself in that album. Yeah, you know, he writes stories through his songs, so that's like that's that's one thing I like about him. And and he talks about real life, right? Like stuff right. that he goes through, so that others can uh, can have encouragement that yeah, he went through that, but. He's becoming so su- successful now. So you can do anything you, anything you want to, if you set your mind to it. That's mm-hmm. basically his message there. So I would say that's my favorite album as of now. Beautiful.
0: All right, who wants to go next?
2: For me, the uh, next album for, for like my favorite album would be Worlds by Porter Robinson. I think I mentioned this before. I just kind of love the vibes of like how calming it is. Every, uh, yeah. I love almost every song in an album. Which is rare for me because I usually I just nitpick from each album. I take one song and then I'm done. I don't really touch an entire album. That's how much stuff. Yeah.
0: That's what I wanted to talk about too, because um, when I had this question in mind, I I don't want you to mention an album that you know, that you just like a few songs on and then you just shun the rest. Yeah. It's an album you can listen to front to back over and over without ever yeah getting tired of it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, personally for me, I really love this album in a way that it just calms me down. It's just like that perfect music to mellow me down at the end Mm -hmm. of a stressful day. Yeah. I used to listen to this when I used to work in a restaurant. I used to listen to this back when I was even busy now with like two jobs. It's just like, it's just great to listen to at the end of a stressful day.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm sure we can all relate to stressful days.
0: Yeah. All right. And then Jason.
3: Okay, so this guy gets a lot of bad rap whether it's warranted or not i really can't say but michael jackson's bad the album bad i just okay.
0: that's very interesting
3: for it, me it, it really like some of his greatest hits are in there you know
0: they like, are yeah
3: the album the name itself you got things like dirty diana and the smooth criminal mm-hmm. I, I really think it's one of his best albums
0: very interesting because like that trio the trio of albums off the wall thriller and then bad yeah they are you know the quintessential michael jackson albums yeah i'm i'm you know a little surprised you think bad i was i mean when you said michael jackson i was probably expecting thriller maybe Mm -hmm. but i mean bad is a definite worthy album definitely worthy. i mean
3: thriller is a close second i'd give it that
0: i'd go in the opposite direction i'd go Mm -hmm. off the wall is the best mj album Right. Just because it's got so much more funk in it. It's more of a party album. It's like more of it's more quintessentially Michael Jackson.
3: Sure. Yeah.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. But either way, I mean, yeah, those three albums in general are just great. And I think Bad is a really good choice as well. And with that, we're done. You have reached the end of the soundtracks of our lives. How do you feel? How are you guys doing?
1: I've had I've had a really good time, actually. I didn't even yeah. notice the time was passing by. It
0: doesn't because, you know, time flies when you're having fun. And yeah. I had a blast with you guys, you know, taking yeah. Trish on memory lane, but also literally finding out stuff that I've never known before. Yeah. And, you know, it just goes to show that no matter how much you know, there's always stuff to still be learning from and still mm-hmm. be learning about.
1: Yeah
2: well we, de- we can definitely always just learn about each other it's just like we there's always more to learn about each
0: person you know right oh absolutely yeah. never never stop learning
3: and know? it's always to catch up with you guys yeah
0: you know? before i mean before this year when's the last time we talked to each other like it's been like quite years. like a couple of years <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like just to start talking again you know a couple mm-hmm. months ago and go into it now and reminisce not only about music yeah. but just about the good old days, like back when life was simpler and (laughs) we were still growing up and just having fun with each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's something you can never lose. Yeah. I mean, I want to thank you three for being here. This was so much fun. Thank
1: you for inviting us. Yeah. Thanks for having
0: us on. Oh my God. Absolutely. I I mean, I knew like it's about time I had you on. I knew I wanted you three on at some point or other because You know, we grew up together with it. Yeah. So it was really enlightening and just really fun in general to have you three on here. And before we officially part ways, I want to roll out the red carpet for you. Usually when I do this, people have, you know, some stuff to promote or like, you know, share like stuff they're doing and releasing and stuff. But this is pretty much, you know, what you're doing right now. What are you going to be doing in the future? Like, what are future plans and stuff for each of you?
1: And I still have, what, five more years of med school. So, <laughs> so I mean, I'm just focusing on that no, right now. So, yeah, I just, I'm just going to, I don't know what, be a doctor, save lives. Save lives with like medicine and music. With medicine and music, exactly. Like how I spoke before when I volunteered, Yes, seeing people happy like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my main goal. I love that.
0: That's a passion right there. Isn't it? Oh, it
1: is. It is. All
0: right. Whoever wants to go next.
2: All right, I'll go. It's like always a hard pick
0: between Jason and I. It's like, yeah, Yeah. I know what the hell. Like Jonathan's always first. (laughs) Like he's always ready at the mic and the two of you are like fighting for last place. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go.
2: So for me, I just, uh, I'm an aspiring journalist, Why to be a photojournalist. Eventually, mm-hmm. maybe work for Niji, or maybe be an animal photographer. Kind of okay. go into that wildlife photography, man. Yeah. Or conflict photojournalism. Very cool. My my end game is to like eventually make documentaries, short movies, short films, stuff like that. Getting to talk about this and getting to talk about scores and everything was a brilliant time.
0: Hell yeah, wonderful. And then Jason mm-hmm. save the best for last. I
3: guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I'm, as I said, I'm in Canada, I'm still about halfway through my degree.
0: Okay. Yeah. So
3: once that, once I get that, I guess I'm an engineer then, Mm -hmm. but the final goal is to kind of settle down, maybe open a garage somewhere.
0: Okay. Like basically work in the automotive industry.
3: Pretty much. Yeah anything to do with cars i'm there
0: yeah for the listeners yeah jason's a car guru <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know it's really fun to hear him talk like really interesting to hear him talk about cars again it's a passion which is, it is yeah. really cool
3: you can just go on and on all day
0: mm-hmm. all right and then that's pretty much it dude i don't know what to say this was so much fun i had, it was.
1: I had the of... best yeah. time
0: yeah with you three I think this is honestly such a great way to start off season two. of the soundtracks of our lives. um, You know, I love all three of you dearly. You're so close to Mm -hmm. me, like so close to my heart. And to all our listeners out there too, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast. You do not know how much it means to me. I mean, I may say it all the time, but it's cause it's true. It means the world to me, but yeah, hopefully you like this episode. And then, you know, just if you're so inclined, feel free to like this and follow it on Spotify, you know, subscribe on Apple podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Um, leave a review too. If you feel so inclined on Apple podcasts, cause I want to hear what you have to say. So with that, we will part ways. We will say goodbye to Jonathan, Jason, and Adam. Again, thank you so much, guys, for being here. For all listeners as well, love you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.